Be smart. Sharon Horn also here. Let's talk about 10 ways or 10 things to consider or 10 steps or 10 tips or 10 strategies to manage your cash flow so that you can supersize and grow your business. One of the areas with the people that I work with, and I ran into this early in my business, is uh, I learned very quickly that cash flow is king. It doesn't matter how much profit you have at the end of the year if you don't have cash to run your day-to-day -day business. And so I want to make sure that some of these less than super sexy topics get talked about so that we can grow and build and supersize our business with less energy and less effort and less struggle than we need to experience. So what are 10 ways that we can manage our cash flow and have effective cash flow in order to supersize and grow our business? Number one, create a cash flow forecast. How much cash are you going to need at different times, different seasons for different projects, different times of the year? It's like having a budget. Does your company actually budget and plan ahead for how much money they're going to need for different things they need to spend money on? Uh, new businesses tend to ignore this and get into trouble, and then they start planning for it and paying attention to it. Uh, I work for a huge, I mean, huge $100 million company in my corporate life. And until I came there, they had never done budgets before. They'd been in business for almost 100 years, yet they had not actually had a formal budgeting process and it was getting them into trouble. And so we, of course, implemented that. Number two, uh, monitor your cash flow regularly. Got to keep an eye on the bank accounts, right? Got to keep an eye on how much cash is flowing in and how much cash is flowing out and the timing of that. Uh, I think, I think personally that our cash flow statement is almost more important to keep our eyes on actually it is more important i'm gonna i'm gonna say right out it is more important to keep your eyes on your cash flow statement than your balance sheet and your profit and loss statements at least until you get systems in place to manage and, and make sure that both are something that you can look at uh number three manage your accounts receivable there are ways to manage our accounts receivable i remember one of my businesses we had a big big customer they represented a huge part of our business like 70, 80%, and they notoriously paid behind when it was due, like months and months, six to 12 months behind, which was debilitating for that particular business. So remember, we have to manage those accounts receivable. We have to have terms and conditions, and we have to hold our customers, no matter how big and mean they might act, accountable to matching our expectations, or we got to find other customers, which is what I ended up having to do with that particular customer. And it was very painful, but it was a very short-term pain for a huge upside long-term. Uh, number four, we want to negotiate payment terms with our suppliers. Guess what? Everything is negotiable. I know some people don't think that, and some companies will tell you they're not, but they usually are, especially if you can pay up front or you can come up with a long-term uh, solution or a long-term relationship, there's always better terms available. So remember that you have the ability to, and you absolutely positively should negotiate with your suppliers and vendors. Uh, number five, of course, control expenses. Uh, it's pretty easy to look at our companies and see where we are overspending and where we're not spending enough. So take some of those areas where we're overspending, cut those back and, and actually manage them well and put the money where it's going to be of better use for the organization. Number six, uh, maintain adequate cash reserves, okay? Do you have an emergency plan that talks about how much money you're going to need if something like the COVID pandemic were to happen? I guarantee 
not very many of us, including me, did not have that as a contingency plan uh, prior to 2020. But guess what? We all do now. Uh, but maintain and have some kind of a cash backup reserve. And I would say don't have it be your bank line of credit. That's That can get you in trouble. And that's something that's outside of your control and can change all the time. I experienced that once too. Uh, number seven, explore financial options. What are your financial options? What are different ways that you can finance growth? What are different ways you can fund different projects or different businesses, etc.? Be open-minded and creative to what's possible. That doesn't mean going to loan sharks or anything crazy like that. Uh, number eight, invest your surplus cash wisely. Guess what? I've been involved in a lot of different seasonal businesses where we're cash poor sometimes and cash rich others. When we're cash rich, we want to invest those excess reserves into a reserve, into a place that we can access them, but we want to, depending on how much access we need to them at certain times of year, we want to be able to get at them, but we want to invest them wisely and not just be squandering them. Uh, and number nine, we want to forecast and plan for seasonal variation. Many of the businesses I've been involved in in my lifetime have been very, very seasonal. And I like to have multiple businesses so that the seasonal up in one business is the seasonal down in another so that we can overarchingly balance our seasonal variation and actually minimize our seasonal variations. And then finally, seek professional help. I don't even pretend to be able to determine what are the best investments for my surplus cash. I have a financial advisor for that. I have an accountant and a CPA who does the numbers for us because I also have tax people that do our taxes because there's so many factors and so many areas of expertise and so much information and knowledge that would not fit in my head alone. And we need team members. We need people that will help us and advise us legal as well, right? In these areas, especially when it comes to money uh, because they take the emotion out of money. Most of us have some kind of emotional uh, baggage or emotions tied to money, how much money we make, how we handle it, etc. Some people are spenders, some people are savers, some people are uh, extravagant, some people are very conservative. Uh, it just depends because we're all different personalities. So that's one of the reasons I really recommend having experts and professionals that help us with the various aspects of money. But I will throw out there one big warning. Never put your financial livelihood and your finances 100% into anyone, not your lawyer. We've all heard horror stories of lawyers who have taken everything from their clients. The same is true of financial advisors and financial people. So I ascribe to the theory of never put all your eggs in one basket. And I think that that definitely applies to our cash flow and our money especially when we're building and growing and supersizing our business. Because people see a lot of money and they think, oh, well, there's plenty for me. But that's not how it works. All right. Have an awesome day. If I can help you anyway, ask. Otherwise, I'll be with you tomorrow with another tip, trick, or strategy to supersize and grow your business. Have an amazing day.